not Aaron Lopez. I am Ben Norsworthy of the Drive-In Podcast. Aaron is out on assignment. He is not here, but I am here to carry on the good name of the Drive-In Podcast. And today we have a very special guest. This is our second interview of the Drive-In Podcast double feature. And I am so happy and thrilled to have on one of my closest friends of a very, 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 very long time. Uh, I believe spanning all the way back to elementary school through thick and thin is Cheney Morrow, uh, actor, uh, movie monster. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to get into all that, but uh, Cheney, thank you for coming on to the Drive-In Double Future podcast. Oh man, you're very welcome, Ben. It's a fuck, it's a pleasure to be here, man. Oh no problem, no problem. Uh, so first off, how have you been? Oh man, about as good as uh you know 2020 uh can can be to you. Uh, I but ultimately you know it's such a such an odd year and so many people were affected. Man, I really don't have much to complain about. You know, in comparison to you know. But, but, other people so i mean i I really can't say anything negative it's been an interesting year man and uh just trying to keep it together you know trying well i mean you've had a very actually busy year right i mean if we're starting back in 2019 and up to now you've had a pretty busy year of uh auditioning getting some gigs and actually filming on film sets correct yeah yeah man uh this year we just uh just finished uh filming uh, two films, uh, one's called On Location, and the other's called uh, Movers Ultimate. And uh, but through the guidelines of uh, you know the Screen Actors Guild, uh, COVID regulations and stuff, it, uh, it, it productions got a little more expensive because uh, to film it, you got to take very specific precautions, and it you know the cost of that adds up. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but no, we've, uh, I mean, I've, I, I have, I've, I've been real lucky that once these, uh, cause these projects were supposed to start filming in March and, uh, because of COVID, uh, it got shut down. So, you know, six months later, we finally get to, to do it. And I was just lucky, man, that I was able to do anything, uh, yeah. this year. Uh, so, I mean, I, I literally, I, I, I can't complain at all. Well, yeah, I'm just I mean, glad that, that they happened, you know. Yeah, well, if you, I mean, you look at all the movies. We ha- actually did a podcast uh, about a month ago about all the movies that were supposed to come out over the spring and summer and fall that have been now delayed for 2021 or even further. It's it's amazing yeah. how many movies that film were missing out on because of COVID. And there was just an announcement the other day: all the Regal Cinemas are shutting down their their theaters. Where I did this? not where, know that. Really? Yeah, they just announced that they 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 are shutting down all their theaters uh, till further notice. Which, again, there's tons of stuff out there if you have streaming services, right? Yeah. But yeah. I was just talking to Devin about the other day. We we want to go to the theater and see a film. We miss going to a movie yeah. theater and grabbing popcorn. Me and too, pop man. No, yeah, to me theater. too. It's been it's been so long. It's it's crappy like to not be able to do it. You're just, but we are just now able to record this episode with you because you just got back from filming uh, on location. You just literally got back town like the first week of October, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How bad did your family miss you? Well, the uh, we <laughs> would film, you know, Monday through Fridays, and uh, since it was just in, <coughs> excuse me, just in Indiana, I uh, 
I would drive back on the weekends, you know, okay. to be with, uh, to be with them. And then, you know, uh, Monday hit the set again and you're there for five days. And no, that was probably the hardest. Uh, the only thing I would complain about was that, uh, I, you know, I wasn't used to it. You go from months and months of side by side, never leaving the house. And then finally that's kind of lifted in uh no, I definitely, I mean, I, I was homesick a lot. Uh, but the cast, uh, they bunked most of us together and, uh, they helped, they helped ease the, the pain of it. Cause, uh, the cast itself, they were all so great and it was, it was a wonderful time, but I did kind of, uh, I was missing, uh, yeah. Shannon and my kids, uh, but that I would come weird. back for like, the weekend. I mean, that is weird what you talk about. Like all of a sudden you're quarantined, you're quarantined all of a sudden, Hey, we need you on set. We need you in Indiana uh starting monday yeah. and you'll be there five days a week and so it's like you go from not having nothing to do being home with your family hanging out with your kids which is great don't get me wrong um but then all of a sudden they're like hey get your ass over here to indiana we're gonna start shooting next week that's that's mm -hmm. got to be that's got to be like a kind of a surreal thing when a lot of people aren't working or filming or anything like that oh it is man and what what on location uh the production team uh, the producer, one of the producers, uh, uh, Hannah Bell Farrell and the director, they were so adamant. And I think we even shot, uh, uh, it became very, very expensive, but uh, the COVID testing, uh, we would get tested twice a week and that included all the crew. Uh, but at the end of the production, it was a point of pride that, uh, over 300 some tests administered and not one negative result. So we were able to keep going all time without any anybody con you know contracting COVID, uh, that's they were very happy. That 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 stuff got really really expensive. Like, uh, and I think that was an issue why a lot of films were were put off uh, from uh, filming, is because the COVID regulations were were uh, very high, very strict, and you know they, they they're very costly. Mm -hmm. That many wow. tests and uh, uh, but. Then I got my brain picked at twice a week, and uh, so did everybody else. And uh, it, we, we got lucky, man. Like, everybody really took it seriously. And uh, even to the point to where it was kind of irritating, uh, you just got to keep in mind, like, hey, it's, it's for the safety of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think nobody, not too many people are going to blame you for being irritated by it, but you're right. It is for the safety. Exactly. So let's yeah, start. Yeah, yeah. Like. So you and I have a long history. We've been yes, friends for a very, very, very long time. We've done theater together. We've uh, lived together. Uh, we, there's not a lot that we haven't done together as, as friends. Um, very true. And then, you know, you, I got married and had a kid and you got married or married and had a had a couple of kids too yeah. just like me our, i remember our first ones were only a month apart um yeah so it's really weird and the the, the funny thing is is that we i found out about it because i had texted or said something to you on social media and you were like yeah it's gonna be weird and i was like no i was talking about me and you're like i was talking about me and then we yeah. both realized we i remember it like yesterday man i was doing oedipus of the, the play i was at a damn yeah. read for the play and I had just found out that Shannon was pregnant. So I was in like a weird, I'm like, oh my God, what's that? And then you'd say, hey, we're, ha you're, you're ha we're having a baby. 
And I thought you were talking about me. I was like, yeah, I know, man. It's fucking strange. You're like, no, man, me. I'm having one. No yeah. shit, me too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I remember but, uh, it very specifically. That, that, was, that was hysterical. So the, and, and so the question I wanted to start with is how did you get into the film? Because all of a sudden, like, you, it just popped up that you were doing this. Uh, let's start with, with Haunt, um, especially since it's October. And uh, and it's spooky, and people are looking for really good horror movies to see during this time of the year. First, talk about there are people in theater that listen to this podcast. What is different? Me and you have been through several theater auditions, right? All the way from like Sinclair and, and all that other stuff. All the way back to what, elementary, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. What is the difference? between that and then what you're doing now is basically auditioning for film roles like what what what's anybody that wants to get into what you're doing right now go into film auditions what's that process like it's it's much different than that of a theater audition see and if you're going out for a play you you have ahead of time you have the entire play like if, if you're auditioning for let's i don't know beckett or something you can get the play, read it, come up with your own interpretation, and then audition it that way. But with film, more often than not, they don't tell you much. Uh, they just give you sides or, you know, like a clip. And from this clip, you have just, man, maybe a minute to make an impression of some kind. And uh, mm -hmm. And more often than not, like, say you don't get one, you're like, well, damn, it's I, you know, I didn't know the character. They only gave me six lines to read. You know? uh, so it's, it's kind of harrowing because you, you, you constantly think of, you know, what if this isn't the decision they wanted to see me make? They'll pass right by it, you know. Whereas in theater, yeah. you get a full monologue. You've got time to work on it. You've got time to learn the play. Uh, with film, it's just a, a page or two, and you got to just – you gotta, I mean, go with your training, you know, but have, make some bold choices, man. Make some, uh, make some choices that maybe not, maybe aren't on paper. Uh, but you gotta, you really have to pinpoint what you want to do and you have to leave a very distinct impression within, with, I mean, under a minute sometimes. Uh, and years went by, man, where I was, I was going out for films and I got, so close to very many big ones that were filmed in Ohio and uh, came down to like a final callback. And I, you know, I, I didn't get it. And that haunted me uh, for lack of a better word. Uh, that bugged me a lot um, because I, I would always think and be like, damn, auditioning for a place so much easier and almost funner because you can at least audition with a semblance of character. Whereas you, you've only got one page here. And you better hope the decision you made was right, you know, in terms of what they're looking for. Um, but there is a crazy, yeah, it's almost crazy like they just have you go in difference between the two. It's almost like they have you go in there and it's like, we're not going to tell you shit, but do your best. We may not even give you something from the script to read. Like, you know, because, yeah. you know, I've heard many times where people, it's like, yeah, they had me re read something that wasn't even in the fucking script. They just wanted to see how the way I act or the way I read dialogue. Um, yeah, that, that, that to me, that's really like just you just got to go in there. And I don't think a lot of people 
like you said, you got to be bold. You got to be brave. Like I don't think many yeah. people got parts by just playing it safe. Yeah, no, you you got to you got to branch out. And I learned that over a couple years. You know, when you start to wonder why you're not landing these jobs, it's not because you're bad. It's uh, you just in this business, man. It's an ever evolving industry, and uh, yeah, sometimes you just got to make different choices you gotta gotta put your balls on the table you know and really really make a choice now whether they like it or not as long as you leave an impression i've come to find so whenever i lay something down i just i want to leave an impression you know and if it's right it's right if it's not it's not but i don't uh i don't feel bad about it anymore you know i've had enough film auditions you know that didn't go right and the important thing to any theater students, uh, any theater goers that would listen to this is don't don't let that discourage you. I think Jason Bateman said something not too long ago that I thought was fantastic, uh, where he just said, you know, hang in there. You're only one role away from what you want, you know, but hey, and it's, uh, you, you, it, there's going to be a lot of hard times, you know, a lot of disappointment and it, it all boils down to who's. He's got those balls, man, the gumption to get up and try it again, you know, but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's so, was, you, so the, the rejection itself to... is, is pretty intense, you know? Oh, is it worse than theater rejection? Yes. Yes. I would say, uh, only because, uh, I'm more acclimated with film, you know, I mean, in, in terms of what I always loved. Like I loved to do theater, yeah. but you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't line up at the playhouse to see random plays. I was at the movie theater. Uh, uh, see, I, I, I would think that the, the theater rejection would be a little bit harsher because a lot of people, you know, especially like in Dayton where we are from, you know, the theater, the theater crowd is, is, you know, kind of a community. So, you know, most times people are getting parts over you or either friends or acquaintances or, you know, things like yeah, people, yeah. you know, are directing. So I don't know. I don't, maybe that's a little bit more sting. I don't know. But how did, how no, did that, you know that, no, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, if it, you're right, the theater group is kind of a collective of people and more often than not, yeah. you know, it's one or two people that'll land certain roles and you know, no, no, I, I understand. I understand that. Totally. Okay. So, so how did you go from just striking out, striking out one part away, one, you know, all that stuff to haunt? Cause that well, seems like a, it seems like you went from zero to 90 in a couple of months. It was, it was pretty wild, man. Uh, I had, uh, well, at the time I had gotten uh, the audition for haunt. I was doing uh, King Lear. Uh, at the time, I even uh, went to film the audition down at the, the agency right before King Lear rehearsal. And I actually ran into my director from King Lear while I was there. He didn't tell me he was doing this shit, too, you know. Uh, but we, I went in and, and I read, and uh, it was just, man, maybe a page and a half of uh, the ghost, like Mitch the ghost when he's talking. And there was nothing there. They told me nothing about the movie. The only question I asked was like, well, is he, because on paper, I couldn't tell. I'm like, is he a good guy or is he a bad guy? And they said, oh, we can tell you. He's he's bad guy. So I used that to okay. kind of motivate the dialogue. And when I get this uh, call back, you know, about a week later, 
go down and, and do that. And the whole time I'm thinking, uh, King Lear is going to go up and, you know, three, three weeks. I'm like, what if I do get this part? What's it going to do for this fucking play? Like I couldn't walk away from the play. The part was too big. We were too deep into it, you know? Um, but they, they didn't like at the second call back. I, I met Woods, uh, Scott Beck, Brian Woods. Absolutely wonderful dudes, Ben. I'm telling you, man. They're just like us. They grew up right next to each other, loving movies, and that's what propelled them to be where they are. Just their love for the shit. Like it's it was incredible. But three more weeks went by and I just assumed I didn't get it. And uh just one particularly rough morning, I got the email saying, Hey, you booked Ghost. And uh it flipped me out because all I knew at that point was Eli Roth was behind it you know, he had produced it. I didn't really know much about Beckham Woods, but that I'd gotten the part. And if you he know that up, you know, for a Eli Roth is behind it, shit. it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a good horror movie, right? I mean, he, the, the guy knows horror movies, right? So you yeah. know that there's like legitimacy to the project. I, yes, I knew if there, if there was something he found value in and he gave, you know, he produced with the, you know, a few million dollars then yes, he, he believed in it. And, uh, man, I'd tell you the, the feeling just from the first night on set, like everybody kind of had an idea, uh, or a feeling like a vibe that was going around that, uh, this could be special. You know, the costume, uh, lady Robin field, she had said that, uh, uh, my makeup person, um, Jody Morgan burned, she said it and, me and the main, well, me and all the actors, really, like, uh, I didn't give them a choice, man. I said, I want to be y'all's friend, and I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to make it happen, you know. Like, we're not going to be outsiders here. Like, this is my first movie, and, you know, it, coming from a theater background, you're used to spending a full month with people before yeah. you start the work, before yeah, you really there, do the work. There are some, there are some theater. some getting used to. Yeah, there that are some. some getting used to. There are some theater casts that we, we, we became thick as thieves. Like when we did the front yeah, page together, we, me, you, Mike, all we were thick as yeah, thieves. Um, exactly. You know, so you, it's, it's again, a, you're well, right. It's such you're, a beautiful experience, man. Yeah. It feels good to have people around that are sharing that same experience and, and that it means as much to them as it does to you. You know, the shit just feels really good. And I think it helps any production. Yeah. So let's, for people that haven't seen it, Haunt is, uh, the synopsis is, uh, teenage or college students go out looking for a good time is it halloween night i forget is it halloween night yes, yes halloween. i believe it's halloween night as it always is when you're out looking for a good time and they happen upon a uh a haunted house type warehouse and things look a little creepy things look a little spooky and they go in and then very soon they realize that they're actually not in a haunted house but more of a house of torture and horror and pain um, yes. And one by one, uh, as they worked their way through a very elaborate, I was very like, well, I was like, wow, this is a really elaborate maze that they got going on here. Um, it's not like just walking in and killing them. There's almost like a saw aspect to it. Yeah, um, man. And you know, they built that. Uh, whole damn and the, thing. They get killed. Whole thing off built. That was a whole set. Yeah, man. They built it. Wow. They built the whole damn thing. It was incredible. That was a lot of detail. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I was, so I was blown away. My story goes self, on. Dude. As as the story goes on, we are introduced to the people that are 
hosting this house of horrors and one of the characters that we we see quite a bit is your character the ghost um first off i want to say i loved the costume um to me it was simple yet very startling cool thank you man thank you yeah so you had that was you the whole time correct yes sir so when i don't want to spoil it for anybody. i mean it's been out for a while now so do you know where it's streaming right now yes sir it's on a uh, shutter and okay. uh you can find it on voodoo or amazon or uh apple i believe okay i uh i've subscribed to shutter you know so I, yeah. that's that's where i where i kind of have it and i have you know a hard copy and shit but there so, is a uh, a Blu-ray edition uh, being released on the 22nd of this month. Okay. Uh, and it might even perhaps be re-released into theaters. I'm not sure. It's there. I mean, I doubt it at this point. Yeah. It's going to say if uh, they ever but, open uh, back up. Yeah, man. Like it, uh, it did really, really uh, good, man. It developed a pretty wide fan base, like uh, overseas especially. Uh, and it's the thing with horror movies now. It's like in the 80s, you know, we loved our survivor girls. We loved yeah. our survivors, period. You know, movies nowadays, they just want to take everybody out. You yeah. know, it's like this thing they've come like, no, no one lives. I'm like, no, nah, I kind of miss having like my Jenny from Friday the 13th, my Tommy Jarvis's, uh, yeah. my, uh, my Nancy's, my I will, Alice's. You know, I, will you know, I, I always like that shit. I will argue with you, though, that. I am a fan of not everything necessarily being uh, wrapped up in a tight, nice little bow. Like if this shit ends with the killer walking away and it's like, like in the strangers, like I'm okay with that because I assume shit like that happens in real life, you know, whereas Devin, she likes everything, the story to come. It's it's realistic. Absolutely. You know, Uh, but I know I always miss. So did you, you had, you had, prosthetic makeup on correct yeah something happened to your your character uh disfigured burned is can you talk about that a little bit because at some point your mask is ripped off or you take the mask off and we see i I barely they shot it real quick and i I can see some of your deformed uh facial features can you can you talk about that a little bit i always thought that uh i remember when they put it on i said that uh i looked like a haunted butthole uh, like it Mason Verger and Hannibal. Yeah, like he looked like Mason Verger, like Gary Oldman and Hannibal. Uh, but no, I uh, there are these these killers from you know what uh, they had their bodies modified, uh, like the devil, for instance, with the cool shit he had on his face. Those were man-made. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, additions to his face. The story I kind of came up with Ghost because he uh, he wasn't like the clown, he wasn't like the devil, uh, is that per, perhaps, and not to spoil anything for those that, that haven't seen it, uh, but perhaps there was, um, you know, these guys do this regularly, like it's their yearly thing. And of course the plan at the end of every haunt is to burn it down. I had played it as he was uh, a burn victim and he narrowly escaped like a previous haunt, you know, but there's, there's also, okay. you know, God willing, if there's a sequel, there's, you know, a million, a million ways 
we could work around that, you know. Uh, it was just in terms of the makeup, I honestly wasn't sure what the hell I would look like until it was done. And then it became just about being able to speak in the makeup and uh, perform, you know, without the, because it was very heavy and, uh, you know, it's two and a half hours of uh, makeup. Um, at that point, it's just like, yeah, you're like, okay, it's on. We're going to go shoot. I'm like, well, shit, I haven't figured it out yet, you know. Uh, but I guess ultimately it was uh, just just awesome. And uh, I did. I had the uh, freedom to kind of develop my own backstory. You know, they said, hey, man, we trust well, your instinct. Awesome. Let's see, what, see what, what's coming with it. And uh, I think that's where me, Beck, and Woods, I think we really linked up there because I, I promise, man, from audition two with them, that's basically what you see in the movie. You know, like my initial instinct okay. for it was exactly what they had in mind. And I played with it a little, but I ultimately kind of left it the way it was upon instinct. And okay. fuck, yeah. man, we, we've seen how many horror movies we watched together growing up. You know what I mean? Like a horror a flick was, was like candy to me, man. It yeah. was like candy. Well, you, I'm like, you this, kinda, is, this, is, this is great. Yeah, well, you kind of hit on something I wanted to move on to to talk about was you know we have the greats like kane hotter and robert england and and all these people that are able to act through layers and layers of makeup and costumes and and things like that well you talked a little bit about how working on your speech and you know you're you not only did you have prosthetics on your face but then you also had a mask on how how does someone portray the evil that you're portraying with all that shit on like i mean it's got to be it's, it's probably something you got to like stare at in the mirror and do right it's a, it was an old it just boiled down to theater man that's when theater really kicked in uh because i was i was terrified at first like i felt some relief i'm like okay better at least my face won't be seen and i'm like yeah. wait i want my fucking face to be seen what's what's going on but you realize that, yes, I'm going to be in this, this makeup all the time. You go right back to theater, man. Uh, you go back to, you know, body and movement. You uh, use your body. And uh, uh, as far as the speech, it was just, you know, speaking through prosthetic or the mask. You don't want to overdo anything, but you don't want to undersell it either. You know, you got to find a good medium that's believable. But it, it does sound like a guy talking behind a mask rather than a guy behind a mask that's trying to perform or make it bigger, you know. But I know I, mm -hmm. I went back to uh, theater, man. You just you find your your character animal, you know, and let your body kind of kind of guide the way, you know, where where words won't uh, where words won't take you. You let your body kind of do the talk. So all that shit that Brian taught us at Sinclair is paid off. It absolutely did, man. And I fuck, I tell people that all the time, dude. I'm like, uh, I must have brought up college like a million, like to, in several interviews. I'm like, no, I had a great teacher, man. I was like, you really fucking pointed out everything I would need in the, to know. Yeah, because in the early in the mid early 2000s, we're sitting there doing this shit. Like, okay, why am I a giraffe walking through lava? And then now they're yeah, like, oh yeah, this totally works now. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no doubt, man, no doubt. Because I, I took it really, really seriously as the time approached. So I really, really, really wanted to do, you know, the best I possibly could. 
and uh the cast itself man everyone was great i remember uh my second night there was with the entire cast and i remember like they'd say action and we're walking and they start acting i'm like god damn like i think i even ruined a take because i was mm -hmm. like jesus they're good and i'm like this yeah. is they're good like they these fucking people can act and you know with theater you, i would have known them for a whole month but this was a night yeah. i just met them and you got you know people you didn't want to be cool with the bad guy but i didn't give him a choice i said no man this is we're actors and well i'm gonna get to know you in case i never in case i never get to do this plus again. you get to rehearse you know exactly you get and a that's lot of how time you really to build with character. people in, in theater and you get to really yeah you know them you know their cadence you know where they're, how they're going to say something or do something and so it becomes very familiar almost like some point to a point lazy whereas if you're probably doing a film you really got to be on your feet yes absolutely yeah that's that's yeah. one thing boy you, you got to really be ready for anything so when so when everything was said and done with haunt how how did you feel about it like were you pleased were you happy with the end product were you i, I couldn't have too been like excited with the, uh, to with the whole process in general i was just you know man i was uh, i had one actor with uh I guess I won't say who, who told me this, but they, they told me by the end of it, they said, look, man, you know, you, this is, this is going to be good. You were really, really good. He's like, so, uh, this whole, I'm happy to be here shit, which is what I would always say, you know, cause these are professional. I mean, I'm the only local boy in the movie. Like they're all from LA and, and shit. And he said, you know, that happy to be, he's like, drop that shit. He said that they want you here. Yeah, you or you wouldn't it's be like, here. You you earned it. He's like, so, you know, it's good you feel that way, but, you know, throw that humble shit aside. He's like, because the business is going to get, he said, the business will get rougher the further you get into it. Uh, I was like, well, that's great right. advice, but I'll still always be just happy to be there. But by the end of it, man, you know, we yeah. waited about a year and a half to see the movie. But when I saw it, I mean, I couldn't have been happier, man. I knew that those guys created an atmosphere that you don't see in a lot of other movies or a lot of horror movies. And I knew it and would now, be liked. like, I could tell it had yeah. that vibe to it. It had the look. I was like, this is, this is a fucking good movie. Like this yeah. isn't hell and, to the house October built. Yeah. Like, this is a good fucking movie. And you can claim that you're technically now a slasher movie, which I think is even bigger than actually being, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was in a slasher movie. In fact, I was one of the slashers. I was a, a slasher. I slashed with a hammer. Yeah. That, that it's just, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, I was hoping that was, it was going to be good. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as I thought it would be. Cause I was like, Oh, I hope this doesn't fall into the regular, the regular pitfalls of a, a movie like this, where they go to where you know, teenagers yeah. or college students stumble into a place and they get killed. Um, and it didn't. Um, I also was told that you also finished filming a part in, is it a reboot or is it a... It's a reboot, yes. Reboot of Wrong Turn. If you've yes. not seen the original Wrong Turn, I believe it came out in 2002. Yes. Um, uh, which w starred one of our boys, uh, is it Desmond Howard? Desmond right? Harrington. No, wait. Desmond Harrington and uh, Jeremy Sisto he was, was also big, on uh, a favorite of mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so this is a reboot is what can you tell us about this? Cause it's not out yet. Let's just preface. It it's not, not out yet. It, it's going to come out. It, it, it'll be coming out in the near future. Um, but 
can what can you tell us about this new reboot to Wong Turn? It's uh it's it's uh it takes the 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 you know the vibe of wrong turn and we just build on it a little bit, man. It uh it's I would say it's probably more allegorical because it's not uh, it's nothing like it the only thing similar to the original wrong turn in this is that uh you know some uh some people fuck up on their trail, they get off trail and they meet, but what is mm -hmm. essentially they meet the foundation, which is a settlement of people who have been, you know, in a very specific part of these uh, mountains for since before the civil war. Uh, and they're, I don't I guess I get to, but it's, yes, it's, it's on paper. It looks like a wrong turn plot, but there's a lot more to it. And, uh, I said it's very allegorical is is what I would my best way to describe it. It's okay, more about and, the uh, ideas. It's not about the gore that kills us, about ideas and differences yeah. in the the ideas of, you know, the way one should live life, like the shit that's important and what is not. So not not to insult you, but I assume you're playing one of the inbred hillbillies that are I in am, the hills. I, I'm uh perhaps yes okay okay uh and can can we credit this to how you did on haunt uh yeah well the uh guy that played the devil uh damien maffey has since become you know a, a good a very dear friend he's a he's a great guy uh but the producer uh co-producer of haunt was working on wrong turn and I was in Fort Lauderdale at the uh, premiere of Haunt when I got this uh, email. And before Damien had already talked to me, he said, you know, there's a big movie coming in through there. And uh, I told John Wagner, when the producer, he's like, I told him about you and I told him to, you know, remember you. So, well, that's sweet. And I get this email in Fort Lauderdale uh, as an audition that I need to send in like immediately. Uh, because I would miss it. You know, I'm in Fort Lauderdale. I can't go record it at the agency. So in the hotel, just kind of on a dime, I read these lines and I go through hell trying to get the thing sent because it's such a pain in the ass to send a file longer than 30 seconds or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, got the call back uh, maybe about a week later when I was back in town, I went and met with Mike Nelson uh, I read for him there, and he hired me on the spot. Mike uh, Mike P. Nelson, the director of The Domestics, which is an underrated, excellent film in itself. And he did a wonderful job on this flick, man. Yeah, especially with, uh, I mean, it was the biggest budgeted, like, wide-scale thing I'd been a part of. So there were a million fucking mm. working parts. And uh, to see this guy, you know, Mike just tearing it up man he kept everybody in the same boat we all steered in the right direction uh there were no bad days i had no bad days on either of those films they were all just just fucking great and come on man i get to sit there and chill with matthew modine just talking and uh bill sage like it's the greatest thing ever like uh, i can't i would have done it for free and again you're just be there and you're just Again, you're just happy to be there, right? I mean, this exactly, is exactly, yeah. 
Well, I mean, I grew up watching this these guys all... and know that they're in the yeah. same movie and we're on the same set. You know, the fanboy in me took over. Yeah. So I'd say, but Modine, hey, Modine, million questions, man. <laughs> he was great, by the way. He was a very, very sweet guy. Um, so that's that's com- that's in the works, right? That's coming. That's going to definitely be coming out in the near future. Oh, yeah. We're going to – it's going to open the year pretty strong, I think. Okay. Next year. Um, Hopefully it's – hopefully, do you think streaming release, theater Man, release, I, if the theaters I, are open? I, I, I mean, I really, everything I, I everything seems know. to be going streaming right now. I know. I know. It's, it's, it is what it is, you know. Uh, God knows I would never want to not go see movies in a theater, you know. But I, I really – I don't know. I mean, I, I hope not. You know, but but as long as people see it, I mean, that's all I can ask for. As long as, long as I see it, because I, I really think it's uh, I think it's special. I think this one could be really good. Because the first wrong turn is fucking classic. Now, yeah, it's it's really good. Other ones, yeah, eh, the first. Yeah, one, no, the other one, you know, come on. Part really two is good. fun. Part two is really fun, but the rest, you know, it's yeah, kind of boobs and in death. That's all it is. Um. So you just got done filming a, a movie called On Location, which yes, uh, reading the synopsis and reading reading some of the stuff that you've been posted on social media and the, the director that's been posted on social media, um, it seems like a movie that I, you and I would have made back in the day. <laughs> just right. reading the synopsis of it, I'm like, no, did that we not should, make this when we were younger? Me, man, or? When we were filming it. You know, it occurred to me when we were filming it. I'm like, damn, this is something me and Ben would have done. Yeah, I just close that door, baby. Close that door, Rose. It would uh. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Sorry, man. Of course. Aaron will edit this out when he gets this file clip. Sorry, sorry, kids. Kids ran in the room. No, no worries. No worries. No worries. Um, so what's 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 the premise of this? Because if correct me if I'm wrong, and again, if this goes into something you can't talk about, let me know. But I think you're actually playing not a bad guy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, well, originally, uh, when they cast this bad boy, uh, Damien Maffei, the guy I was just talking about, like he's, you remember how back in the day, like Sinclair days, we used to call you like the Godfather? Because you just show up with shit, like you give people couches and furnish their houses and shit. Like, you know, or like, they'd be like, damn, Ben's kind of like a godfather. Just shows up and fixes a problem. Well, that's kind of what Damien was uh, yeah. in this. He he assembled this cast. Uh, me, Elsie Holt from uh, You're Next, a fucking great movie. Uh, Hannah Fearman, who's just absolutely delightful from VHS. He basically cast this movie for the director. He said, man, I think these people would be great in these, this and this. And. If it originally it was me, Damien, and LC, and this would have been the Strangers Killer, the Haunt Killer, and the Your Next Killer, all in one frame as good guys. So love that fucking idea. Uh, as chips kind of fell where they where they fell, you know, uh, COVID and whatnot. Uh, Damien had to back out, and uh, he ended up doing kind of a cameo role and took a producer credit. Uh, so his part was uh, mm-hmm. turned into a female. Uh, but the overall premise is uh, six friends, well, two people, 
that have several friends, they start a business giving tours to famous horror film locations, for example, like the Abaddon Hotel and Hell House or the Ranch in Chainsaw Massacre or Camp Nobibosco, which is Camp Crystal Lake, that kind of shit. And as the it takes off, they go international with it. And internationally, they visit a location where perhaps the terror is realistic and shit hits the fan, you know, horror movie style. Mm -hmm. But Jess, I can't say that I do. I play a good guy in this one with no mask or anything, no makeup. So what, uh, is this something that we're seeing maybe in 2021 or as far as I uh, see, I know it's probably, I know uh, April is what they want to have happen. They want to okay. get it done. Like they want okay. it out next year. And I, I think they're able to do it. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I know he's, he's really ambitious about it. Jeff Seaman, uh, his first uh, directorial feature film. Yeah. I mean, he has plenty of experience and it was a lot of fun to, to work with him and to, to see him accomplish, you know, bring his baby to life. Um, mm -hmm. But he's really shooting for April. So we'll, we'll see if that okay. happens or not. So, so uh, you know, so you got two movies in the can. Uh, three. Anything actually. that you have. Three, three. What was the other one? It's, it's a comedy called Movers Ultimate. Okay. So that's the thing. I, a I don't. Comedy. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't know what all I can say about that, but it's a it's a fun, raunchy, buddy comedy. Very R-rated, though. Because when you're when you're doing when you're filming stuff, I'll see it on social media, and I'll be, and then you go quiet for a while, probably because you're working, and 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 then all of a sudden something will pop up there, and it's like, well, shit, he's already got two things filmed, and he's going back home, and then he'll maybe leave in another month. Yeah, yeah. I'm really bad at social media updates. I really am. No, it's okay. But the, the day uh, job, you know, I mean, the day you, job uh, keeps me so damn busy, man, yeah. that it's hard to focus. Like, uh, Damien's great at it. And everyone's great at it but me. Like, in terms of posting shit and promoting, I just, I'm so bad yeah. at it. And I, I, should, a, I should do it, you, you know, a lot, but. Are you are you going to take some uh, time off? Or are you going to are you get, get ready to jump back into some auditions to see if you can well, snag? Well, I got uh, no no time off, man. No rest for the wicked. Uh, I got one lined up in uh, January. Um, I can't say too much about it because I think it's supposed to be like a surprise. Okay or something but yeah there's another and it's all based on on location i got this after that and there's a couple other things in the works but i don't know the specifics of uh what time next year they'll be okay um but no if i take any time off it'll be from the day job forever you know yeah yeah that's it's funny the ultimate how goal you get one door open and then you get another door open all of a sudden more doors start opening you know rob cordry yeah well, yeah. I think he's fucking fantastic. I love him. He he said something great in an interview recently on the Dak Shepherd podcast, actually. It's a really good one. Um, he had grinded and grinded for years and years, uh, and finally he got a door open. And as a result, another one opened. 
so on and so on. Uh, but they said, so what is it's just, you know, you get lucky. They said, n n yes and no. You have to work to get yourself in a position to be lucky. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like you, you can't just expect you, you have to work like luck isn't very random. It's not that random. Uh, you have to keep, you have to work hard to get yourself in a position where you can achieve, where if you achieve luck, then a door opens. But it's, uh, if I had any message to send uh, to your listeners, man, any theater students is just got to put in that work, man. Uh, put in that work and always be willing to compromise. It doesn't matter how strongly you feel about a character. At the end of the day, you're working for the director. So it's your job to take what is given and make it work, not take what is given and make it work for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That whole thing of people just get lucky. That's kind of bullshit. Yeah. No, <laughs> there, we there work really hard to become lucky. Yeah. You know, you got to work really hard to become lucky. And I mean, I swear, man, right before I got Han, I was thinking of finally just hanging everything up. Like I didn't, you know, thought I was thinking of hanging it up and then that comes along and then, then it's dry and something else comes along and then more and more yeah. shit starts coming along. And, you and just, then you're busy. You want your work ethic to speak for itself. Yeah. That's yeah, what you want. It's, it's, you, you want to just be known for doing a good job. At least then you're reliable and that goes a long way in the business. I agree. I agree. Chaney, we're running out of time here. And I feel like me and you could talk for a couple of days. Oh, uh, yeah. I want to thank you for coming on and just giving us some of your time to talk about the ins and outs of making movies and auditioning and horror movies and being a bad guy and all that stuff. I really that's appreciate my, you that's, coming that's, on. You know, it's my, my absolute pleasure, dude. It was great. Uh, Aaron and I usually at the end of the podcast talk about what we're watching on TV as a kind of a leeway um is there anything you're currently watching on tv that you uh you want to give a shout out to Streaming oh yes TV. absolutely the one of the greatest show i've ever seen is called patriot and uh there's only two seasons of it because amazon made a terrible decision and didn't renew it uh the best show i've ever seen is patriot and i've been re-watching it and i still i'm just fascinated by it i think it's just wonderful Awesome. Awesome. We, uh, we have started the haunting of Blythe Manor, which is this, the second season yep. of house of haunting Hill, which I will yep. argue is one of the greatest TV shows ever made. It was haunting. That's it's great. Uh, no, it's, it's great. House on great. Was, that was, that was fantastic. Hill house yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Um, very well done to very articulately done. Yeah. Yeah. Very and you don't, very you don't good. see a lot of that nowadays. No, it's hard to find a good ghost story, man. Yeah, uh, it's all about hack and slash now. So it's you find a good horror story with some some atmosphere, it goes a long way. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, next episode, when we come to you, will be the week of Halloween. And we have a special treat for you that week. We will have Aaron back. And we will also have his buddy Andreas as a guest host. And me, Aaron, and Andreas are going to have our first drive-in great debate where we all three will come to the table with what we think is the greatest horror movie ever. And we will get in front of our, each other and make our cases to why our film is going to be 
is the greatest horror movie to ever exist. Chaney, would you like to get in and just at, throw in a film that you think is the? I know I'm kind of putting. Oh, I five, already but... know what the gold standard in horror is. It's uh, the thing by John Carpenter. But that's, when you say that, one. people start getting into uh, you know uh, subgenres like, well, that's a creature feature, not a slasher. Or yeah. that's not a, you know, I'm like, eh, it's just, it's my preferred, what I think is, has absolutely everything that I want well, I from think for, a horror flick tenfold. Yeah. I think what we're going to do for the rules of this is just throw genres out the window. So whatever you want to bring to the table. And I think the thing is a very good one. That's, that's, oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a strong candidate. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, but that's it. That's great. Chaney, thank you once again for coming on to the drive-in double feature. My and guy, next time uh, we'll be seeing you, and hopefully Aaron will be back from assignment. And uh, I got nothing else. Have a safe drive home. <laughs>